Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's a Friday uh, morning episode. Uh, Andy. Oh, oh. And who oh, might sorry. you be? And who might you be? And how are you today? Oh, that's good. Or bad, depending on what you said. I think that's enough. That's yeah, well, enough. That's enough. Yeah, it's that's just enough. It's, it's a platitude, isn't it? Mm. Um... Yeah, it's a the Friday morning episode to get up on Thursday evening if you're IFS. Um, if you don't know what IFS is, it's our Patreon. So we keep, we keep mentioning it and then we don't say what it is in case new listeners don't know what we're talking about. Fuck's IFS, International Fuck Station. I'm Filings Society. You might think, well, what's that mean? I'm Filings is a type of, it's basically the robot version of cocaine. Um, yeah. It's what robots take to make themselves feel Room invigorated. Yeah. Our prediction robot. Uh, so we, yeah. we have a pet robot and he had, I'm going to say had because I think he's going through a good period of recovery at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think he's been sober for a few months because we sent him to that rehab facility in Thailand, which weren't cheap, but yeah. he liked it. He liked it a lot. My problem with those rehab facilities for robots in Thailand are it's not real life, Andy. They go there and no, of course it's exactly going to be right. easier to keep up a healthy routine if you're in dreamland in some paradise on a resort where all your cooking's done for you, your bed's made every day, mm. you can lie around in the sun. That's lovely. But when Results Bot gets back, you know he's going to have to, they put him in a halfway house with some other recovering robots Yeah. in, um, I believe it's in Vauxhall. And he he has to like, he has to room last time he did it because we sent him there before you might remember he came back and he had to room with another robot who wasn't an iron filings addict he was a sex addict this other robot mm. a hetero he was and heterosexual it's, it's crazy to he was a heterosexual sex addicted robot and yeah. they stay in this halfway house and you've got a little bit of freedom you've got a little kitchenette where you can cook your robot meals Basic stuff, like basic what, facilities. Wire, yeah. spaghetti and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they and then they can go out, but there's a curfew. And you have to attend group robot meetings every day. So yeah. my worry is he's out there at the moment. I believe he's been communicating his results predictions to you. Yeah, they're just still 1-0 to the home team. Yeah, but he but still he sends them through. Give him his due. Although, him he's although programmed we, to do that. Although we know that's what he does. He does send them through consistently. Yeah. And um, he's out there and he's he's doing well. But I just hope that this time when he comes back and goes into the halfway house, he will stick with his programme. Anyway, we'll he's addi- he was addicted to iron filings. That's why our patron is called the Iron Filings Society. It's a special club. And you can become a member of it for just a few quid a month. And you get a shit ton of extra content. Almost more than you could possibly know what to do with. 
I've just said there, people might not know what the Iron Fallon Society is, but like we, we drop in a pre-recorded plug oh, for yeah. it in pretty okay. much every episode. So, yeah, All they right. will do. So, we've wasted that. But it's a good update on, on results. But also, we sent him to a facility in Thailand where he could get his teeth done as well. Mm. The, you know, the, the the turkey teeth thing, they do that in Thailand now. It's called Thailand yeah. Teeth. Thailand Teeth. Um, so well, he's they, getting his, got his a, veneers. A, a franchise done. sort of outlet, a concession within the Thailand yeah. re- Robot Rehab Centre. Yeah. Get your but, teeth uh, done. Anyway. They say get your teeth done and get your nut done. One-stop shop. And soon they're going to be doing um, hair as well. I think one informs the other. I think if your teeth are feeling good, then your mind's feeling good. Healthy teeth, healthy mind. My yeah. dentist has that on his wall. Yeah. Um, so results bot is, um, yeah, that's what the Iron Fallon Society is about. Uh, we'll do the predictions. We could do them now if you want to do them later on. I don't know. Let's do them. Let's, let's, some... let's, let's break with tradition and get in there early. Do them now. Yeah, we did last weekend was the start of the Premier League season. So we resumed the 23-24 prediction league. Uh, decent start. We, Me and you, Sam, both got five points, which mm. is good. I think yeah. from five matches and results but got three so we're already two points ahead so that's a good healthy start for us um, I think it's probably affected by the the whole fallout from the the drug problem um, so he hasn't predicted very well well he got three just, but he sent me I don't know if he sent this to you he whatsapped me a picture of himself lying oh. on the beach because they've got a private beach at this facility right. start naked right as naked <laughs> as the day he was built with his robot willy obscured Ugh. only by a palm leaf. I don't know right. if you remember when Sunita turned up at the judges' houses that time covered in palm leaves. Remember that? I've forgotten about that until you've just reminded me. Yeah, yeah you, you better look that oh. up again for a refresher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was, I don't know whether it was reference to that, but he was there, he had his sunglasses on, that was the only thing he was wearing. And he had a, what he claimed was a non-alcoholic banana daiquiri in his hand. Yeah. And he was like, three points, first round to you, cunts, all the best, right? And he had a big fucking smile on his face, the flash cunt. I was like, we're paying for that, dickhead, so don't get too fucking cocky. Because his mum, his mum remortgaged their robot house three times. She's got nowhere left to go. So if it wasn't for us, I don't know what he'd do. There'd be no more rehab. Well, yeah. Um, I just hope he gets well. Be well. Mrs. Results Bot, his mum, who I'd just like to say, because I know she listens, is a saint. She is. But it's the things she's been put through by the nerves. Robot. Her nerves, mate, are shot to fuck, aren't they? Does she turn to the iron filings to console no. her? No, she doesn't. She just gets on with it. She doesn't even drink. She no. just she just, she wasn't raised that way. She, can't but she, to. she says if the phone rings in the night, her first yeah. thought is always, What's he done now? Yeah. And she lives on uh, her nerves, a poor woman. She says, if the phone rings in the night, my circuits chill. Yeah. They turn cold. She, no, she's she has, she's actually had to go into the robot repair shop on a number of occasions with frozen circuits. And they frozen said it was because mean- of, they said it, this is because of your son. It's because of his antics. But it was temp- temperature um, fluctuation, partly yeah. going cold from them calls but partly going too hot from the stress of it all just yeah. in general it's the fluctuation you see my circuits can take extreme heat or extreme cold but not both I am a martyr to my bloody circuits 
I am consumed by robot melancholy. The doctor says it is robot menopause, but it is not. I know what it is. It is a bloody son of mine. I got some robot estrogen patches to help. It didn't make a blind bit of difference. <laughs> poor old Mrs. Poor, result spot. Poor robot woman. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'll do the predictions if you like. Do yeah, let's go. Get out of the way. Um, Liverpool versus Bournemouth. 2 0. I'm guessing you're saying that's to Liverpool, to Liverpool yeah. yeah. I'm going to say 2 1 to Liverpool. Um, Aston Villa versus Everton. I'll go first here. God, shit in fuck. Um, Aston Villa versus Everton. Uh, this will be 1 0 to Everton. I'm going to say 2 1 Villa. I think they'll bounce back. Oh, sorry. I meant 1 0 Villa, not Everton. Sorry. Oh, can okay. I just retract that? Right now. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. You're saying 2 2 1 Villa? Villa, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, this early into the season, I'm a mess already. West Ham United home against Chelsea. You you lack sharpness, don't you? You, you lack a bit of yeah. sharpness at this it stage t- of the t- season. Two three weeks to get you up to speed. Your, you think, did your yeah. pre-season, didn't you? Didn't you do some friendly predicting wow. out in Spain when you were there? I went to Spain for 10 days. There wasn't a lot of predicting done. Did You didn't even do any versus the locals? Well, I did some, but it was kind of the heat out there at that time of the year. It's ridiculous. Even in the evenings, you can't predict because it's like twenty nine degrees. Not for them, no. That's the, the thing. If you if you play them, they can predict in really high temperatures. Doesn't make a difference to well, them. Well, they used to it because they have prediction naps during the afternoon, yeah. and then they can predict till like one two in the morning. When they wake up refreshed, they can just predict, predict, predict like ten, yeah. twelve predictions in a row, no problem. Barely break yeah. a sweat. So it was tricky, but I don't even remember half the results. Because it was just about getting, you know, getting some predictions under my belt. Just got to get, it's not so much about the results; it's, it's more about, about just getting your sharpness back. Yeah, um, I did a bit in Portugal, and then I did mm. a few local ones against some just local, some not, not really ones. local, but uh, in the like in the southeast in the home counties. Bit against of, some like kids and stuff. Yeah, kids mainly. Yeah, and a few veterans. There's a few veteran predictors as well, sort of right. semi-retired predictors, but yeah. you can still get a little bit of a run out against them. Yeah, they attract a decent crowd as well, even though... They do, because they a lot of them have got like this sort of heritage and they come and sign old predicting sheets and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, West Ham-Chelsea, I'll say 1-0 West Ham. Whoa. Um, I, uh, I'm i sorry, I'm going to say 2-0 to Chelsea. But you can get your revenge here with Sunderland versus Rotherham, which I think will be... Oh, God. I mean, we're recording this a couple of days before it goes out. Will Sunderland have sti- signed a, a, a striker that's, that's, you know, worth playing at this level? It's unlikely. I'm going to go for... I'll go for 1-1. I'll say nil-nil. Grim. And finally, on the results spots, chosen team for this season, uh, which is, of course, Newcastle United, the uh, the enemy of, of English football. Um, they're away at Manchester City. What do you think about that? Oh, that'll be a good game. Big game early on, isn't it? I think it will be Newcastle 1, Manchester City 3. It's at it's at Manchester City. Oh, yeah, so 3-1 Man City, yeah. 3-1. That doesn't change your, fact, your prediction. No. Right. Okay, I think it will be three two to Manchester City. Going out on a limb there. 
that's the predictions done early on in the episode for a change. Um, well, talking of the off season, I was going to talk about um, one of. I think that I, I mean I know I do this, and I'm assuming a lot of men in this in, or football fans in the summer months do mm. it. And you actually caught me doing it earlier when we were recording a podcast. You yeah. came in, and I was. You heard some music that was strange, kind of mournful, kind of synthy Euro house. Electronic, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, mid-paced and you recognised it immediately as the soundtrack to a YouTube compilation of a player (laughs) that has been linked with my football club and uh, so many of us spend the summer watching these videos you see a name of some random foreign player you've never heard of before and you quickly jump on YouTube and think I wonder if he's any good first of all who has ever watched one of those videos and come away thinking nah he looks shit the whole point yeah, is that you make it? anyone yeah. look good. I would rather someone put their shittest moments in a compilation and I can yeah. judge them that way because everyone, even Harlan's probably had some shit moments and you can judge a player by that. How many shit moments have they been? How bad were they? How avoidable were they? How did he react to them? But um, I was watching one for an Ajax player who I, who's called Mohamed Kulus or Kudus. Uh, right. you, can play, you can play this back to me in a year when he's like just one player of the season for West Ham yeah. and I can't even say his name yet it was good but watching the videos is sort of it's strange because you're watching a load of goals and exciting moments but yeah something about the music is sort of weirdly depressing I think it's because it's you associate it only with the summer transfer window when you're bored mm. and frustrated and you find yourself watching this shit and it goes like this doesn't it and then there's quite bad cheap sort of 90s graphics come across the screen saying Mm. his name and who he plays for spinning round yeah 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 do you do much of that mate do you do much youtube scouting at the level of player that Sunderland try to recruit these days we're, we're into this this model where we recruit young players that apparently apparently got a lot of potential I think our director of football goes on football manager yeah and he just lets the game play itself out for seven or eight years and yeah. then he looks to see who the best players are emerging um, that be, that have grown to the age of like 23 24 25 yeah and then he goes back to where they were now and tries to sign them it's, it's that simple so that a lot of them don't have highlight reels because they're just not even at that they level we played we, enough our, yeah our, we we signed a player called um, uh, he's called Luis Semedo Hemia I think his name is, and we signed him from Benfica's B team. Right. And I think he scored something like two goals in twenty one appearances for Benfica's B team. Mm. But for whatever reason, he has all the attributes of a player that we can develop, and then he'll do well, and hopefully we'll sell him on because yeah. that's our model. It's the model that Brentford have done. It's what Brighton have done. Yeah. We're getting into it now. It's weird because I don't know. Loads of clubs are getting into it, so they can't all be fucking trying to buy the same players. Yeah. Well, apparently that's, that- that's Brentford and Brighton. Both are owned by guys who used to work together at some right. sort of betting company that right. that developed a um, uh, some sort of like elaborate algorithm, player assessment, right. yeah. data crunching device. Right. Right. That, that I- figures. I, in my mind, think looks like Bertha out of that TV show, Bertha, from the 80s. Yeah. Right? 
and it, it sort of and it produces these names and and that's when they, mm. I, I believe someone told me that the, they both worked together there and they when they left and both invested respectively in Brighton and Brentford they both had access to the big machine and they've yeah. both been using the big machine at those clubs and that's why right. it's those two clubs that appear to have the very best recruitment we, in the whole of the country we, yeah I don't think we've got the big machine I think the big machine no. is the, the iPad with football manager on it's not even yeah. the full version on the PC. It's the it's the mobile version that you play on the iPad. Yeah, and that's what we're doing. And anyway, this guy Hamia, he, he's played Benfica B team level, and um, we've signed him. He's nineteen. Uh, he's big lad. He looks like he'd yeah. be a handful once he gets to grips with the game. We've given him the number nine shirt. Wow. And he's clearly not ready for mm. that. He's a kind of player you'll put off, you'll bring him off the bench. Number. Well, my son doesn't get that. My son has grown up through the era of squad numbers. Oh, yeah. And I said, the so number nine's a big, yeah. it's an iconic number. You know, it, it, there's, a, there's a there's a weight of expectation in it. And he's like, it doesn't matter, it's just a number. It's just a number. You stupid old cunt. It's just yeah. a fucking number. No, it's not. Uh, well, make a note of that, numbers deep dive. So, yeah, just numbers in general, not football numbers. No, just numbers, the num- meaning numbers. what numbers, what numbers are good, what numbers are bad, what numbers are in, yeah. what numbers are out. Uh, Heat yeah. magazine. I had a. I developed one of the innovations I did was I want a page on number gossip. Who's in? Who's out? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the staff, the young women who work there, seemed confused and annoyed by it. But I really, it was one of the big things I wanted to do. And so I had a chart towards the um, towards the end of your tenure. Yeah, Heat, it was. Like, it? Some people called it a hail mary, but I really believed mm. in it. And it was like you'd have like you know what's hot this week? Number eight. Number eight, everyone mm. has been talking about number eight from Paris to Milan. It's the number that's got the lot and everyone's, t- it's really hot right now. And then down the bottom we go, uh, number two, what a fat, ugly cunt. I hate number two, fuck yeah, him. Yeah, number two is down to number 11 this week. Yeah. And number eight's up to number two, ironically. Yeah. So uh, that's numbers for you. We'll look at them deep, uh, more deeply in the future. James Ward Prowse has just um, signed for West Ham and he's picked the has number, he got a number seven. He has. He oh. picked the number seven, which was not his. He was number sixteen at Southampton. Right. He had, he had the offer of number sixteen at West Ham, mm-hmm. um, so he could keep it. But he said, "No, I want number seven because David Beckham, I believe, is his exactly. hero." I am the new David Beckham with the free kicks and that. With the free kicks and so, yeah. but yeah, my son was like he was quite interested about number seven, so I gave him a brief history of great number sevens. He said, "You don't get many midfielders who are number seven. I associate that as a wide player, a winger, or something." He used to be a right winger, yeah. I, t- I told him about Brian Robson. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he he was interested for the first 30 seconds and then wandered off, did something else. I can't, I, there's I not a lot of Brian Robson to, to attract the younger football fan, really, is that? Children, to, to gather round. It's time you all learned about Brian Robson. Box to box. Yeah. Uh, George Best, number seven, but yeah, he was a winger. Anyway, whatever. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. (laughs) 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. James Will Prowse has come as number seven. In his announcement video, he did his... Um, trademarked uh, golf celebration which is him performing a golf swing oh right okay no no mm, idea he does. that he scores and then he pretends that he's hitting a golf ball with his golf club his imaginary <laughs> golf club he doesn't carry one no he doesn't get There's it out one on the side you'd, of the pitch that he reaches to, to you'd get booked for that that's an offensive of weapon of course you would straight red card this season yeah fannying about instant yellow Funny about with a prop, instant red. My um, mate got a golf club right in the face once. He's still got the scars to show it. Fuck. We're playing pitch and putt. That I wasn't there, but a bunch of my mates were, and they've described it to me in detail. Like they, that someone was still traumatized. This is like when we were teenagers, and he just did that thing. It was like sort of, you know, a kind of a people just hanging around at the pitch and putt in the day. Some people taking it seriously, some not. People kind of drinking or smoking or do you know what I mean? And he's just yeah. sort of like everyone's just in their jeans or whatever, not in their plus fours like you would do if it was a proper game. And he's just standing around. I think, I don't know whether he was drunk or what, but he was standing around not paying attention. And and someone's backswing for the drive went full into his face from like a couple of yards away, and it just split his face wide open. Fucking hell! Yeah. And he's well, still got. He shouldn't and he, have been he, standing he, that close. <laughs> sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I've got no sympathy. Golf is a lethal game if not played correctly. <laughs> and if you're going to be, there's no room for irresponsibility or sloppiness on a golf course. <laughs> um, so yeah, his face got smashed open. I once I've told you something about when I whacked a golf ball into an American businessman's eye. I went Have you like, told me that? Yeah, my I've definitely told this one, but just just tell me when you remember and then I'll immediately stop. But Yeah. I've never been a golfer. You know my feelings on golf. I'm anti I'm You despise anti, it. I'm vehemently anti golf on a mm. political level, right? And but one time my brother taught me into going down to um a golf sort of school near his near his house. Golf it, like, school it was like it was a driving range he said let's get lessons and I said I'm really not into yeah. that and he taught me into it. he said come on it's something to do it's a laugh I, obviously I didn't have kids at the time so you have like more time to fill with like nonsense so I went alright 
So I went down and I was like pretty useless at it. And uh, the the coach was this big Australian guy. And he went, he was more or less saying, now, Sam, you're obviously shit. You're not a natural. All I can say is after we finished our lesson, I think it would be shrewd for you to uh, just get a bucket of balls and just come down and just practice. Practice, practice, mm-hmm. practice. Keep hitting the ball until it becomes more natural. Because I've got to tell you, mate, there's not much I can do for you. You're you're that shit, right? And your I was like, shit is a fucking mess. You're you're absolutely you're a joke. You're an absolute <laughs> joke. Like you can't be you can't be fixed. So I thought, all right, fuck it. I will get a bucket of balls. So I got a bucket of balls and I went down. It was like you know, like well, a driving range. You'll be familiar with them. There's like sort of like waist high dividing walls on either side of me. And uh, yeah. I started whacking these balls, and like, yeah, I mean, I, I was like absolutely like dog shit. And next mm. to me, there was a guy who, as it transpired, was an American businessman, but I could have guessed he was because he looked like one, you know. He was sort of like, you know, a guy in a pair of uh, what they call car keys, you know, mm. and his baseball Not car cap, keys but... that you, you drive your car with. No, but the car key Ka- trousers, ca- khakis, the, the, chi- in America. the chinos. Right, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, you know, he sort of smiled a low, and I've nodded back. All right, cunt. Yeah, that's right. That's right, mate. I'm absolute fucking shit at golf, but my money's as good as yours. So mind your own business, right? <laughs> I fucking hit this ball, and still to this day, I have no idea the physics of what happened. But I hit this yeah. ball, right, which was something because most of them I was missing completely. And it spun up. It didn't. It didn't leave the ground. It sort of fired along the ground. It must have spun up off of a fucking ridge or something. But somehow yeah. it fucking skewed into the fucking thing next to me and hit this cunt right in his eye. <laughs> Bang! He almost got stuck in his fucking eye socket. He he sunk to his knees. Right. And oh. He screamed out. Ah! Oh, bet. He was a big bloke, and he but he was in agony, and I panicked completely right so there's a bit of chaos people running around and i run into the like the clubhouse bit right where all the teachers are hanging around and Mm. i run in and i go to the australian guy i think his name is brad 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 oh good day sam what's the matter mate oh i just smashed a golf ball into a man's eye call an ambulance and he's gone oh my god but all of the other coaches started taking the piss out of Brad again. Oh, mate, that's a classic sign of one of your students there, isn't it? Yeah. He's just fucking deformed someone. He's just killed a man. We go out and the guy's on his knees. He's rolling around. He won't take his hands off his face, so we can't see the extent of the damage. And I'm yeah. like, I'm panic-stricken. And you know what Brad said to me? He looked at what was happening. He got his phone out. He started calling an ambulance. And I said, shit, I, I want to do something. What can I do? And he went, think the best thing you can do is just go mate and he told me to go and I had to leave the golf club and it wasn't a golf club it's like I don't know it was like a little sort of driving range I called I called up the next day right and yeah. I said oh just seeing how that bloke is whose face I smashed in I'm sorry Sam we're not allowed to give you any updates they the authorities said, will be in touch as and when Turns out, right, this guy, he was staying at a hotel across the street from the park. His flight home was that evening. He had a few hours to kill, and he thought, ah, 
best way to kill a few hours, I'll, uh, so I'm getting muddled up between Australian and American here, guess I'll go over there and hit a few balls while I'm waiting for my taxi to arrive, right? And he's only gone over to hit a few balls waiting for his flight home. Next thing he knows, I fucking smashed a ball in his eye, right? Yeah. He has to go to hospital, misses his flight, gets stuck in London for another three days while they're waiting to fucking repair his eye. I'm not sure we should put this out because if he if he gets wind of this, you've just confessed to that and that makes you legally culpable. No, if he'd wanted to take legal action, it would have been very easy because I'd confessed on the spot and they had all my details. So, yeah, Americans yeah, often want to take law, he, legal action, he don't didn't they? Know. He didn't know that you were a wildly successful podcaster then. Oh, right, yeah. Now that he is this... This was 21 years ago. I remember because it took place during the 2002 World Cup in Japan and Korea. What's the statute of limitations then on a golf ball to the eye? Because that's 21 years ago, isn't it? Let him come at me. I'm going to go for the the cash register sound effect again that we had on Monday's episode. That's a nice sound, that. The sound of your, your testicles dropping in your ball bag. That's right. Yeah, let's have that again. (laughs) that's what he's thinking if he's listening to this right now that's Mm. what he's thinking shit I don't know he could bankrupt bankrupt this entire podcast if he he comes for the podcast rather than you he comes at the podcast he can't sue the podcast he might do he can try and sue me if he wants for for joining in with the discussion and and kind of laughing and egging you on you enabled it. We've slandered him. That, that sort of there thing. There is the, yeah. no slander or defamation. He is. He was clearly the victim. I have expressed regret and remorse. I admitted to what I had done at the time. He's had ample opportunity to take action against me. Um, mm-hmm. And and what I've done today is just you know further express my remorse and my regret. And take full responsibility for the horrible thing that happened to him. It, it wasn't yeah. his fault at all. He was a good man and he didn't deserve that. And I hope that his eye is back to full working order now. Let's hope so. Before we go, should we do some... Um, as I said, we're recording this a couple of days before it goes out. Should we do some uh, out-of-date and mouldy topical look at the news stories? Yeah, sure. These are Tuesday's news stories by the time... This goes out Thursday night, Friday morning. They'll have been got long gone, or they might have developed. Who knows? That's that's the thing. I'll tell you the story, and you tell me what legs it's got. Whether okay. it'll be out of ten, whether it'll still be a viable story by Friday. Yeah. Bankrupt Katie Price begs courts to send her to prison, saying, "I'm not scared, and I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> she- well, in terms of a headline that makes you want to read the story, I'm giving that a ten. Yeah, but will it have developed by Friday? Will she be in prison by Friday? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what she's done. Is this an ongoing story? I don't keep track it's of an what she's up thing. to she's anymore. Got, she's got £3.2 million worth of debt and she keeps getting hauled into court. Oh, no. To, I think she wants to be sent to debtor's prison. Oh, and then to, they uh, let you off the debt if you go and do the prison I think what she said, yeah. She said... Is a direct quote. I'm so threatened with court letters and I've been to court more times than I've had hot dinners lately. I am not scared of court anymore. I have said, can't you just put me in prison just to cover it all? What a fucking legendary... <laughs> what a legendary thing to say in court. 
She says, I'm fed up with the reminders and why I'm in court. I genuinely don't care if I go to prison because it's done then. <laughs> Kitty Price in prison would be brilliant. What a TV show that would be. What a reality That's show that would be. That's what she said. Yeah. She said, I could do a story when I come out and it's a win-win situation, isn't it? It wouldn't affect my job. I wouldn't be in there too long. <laughs> so. Well, she's got a point. I mean, if you've got that amount of debt, that's a lifetime of debt. You're never going to pay that off, most likely. Yeah. So it's a fucking albatross. But if they go, we'll go to prison for like, what, three months? Wipe it off. I million pound know. a month? Maybe. Something no like fucking that. problem. Yeah. She could do three months in prison. She's doing her sleep. Another... Fucking Katie Price yeah. is a tough cookie. She's not going to... She'd, she'd thrive on the inside. All right, here's another one. This is earth shattering, this one. England captain Harry Kane's new baby could be born in Munich and eligible to play for Germany. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Fuck. Wow. Imagine that. Young Kane. <laughs> His fourth kid. Got three already, but they're obviously eligible for England. Big this Daddy one Kane. Has anyone ever used that headline? They should have done, Big Daddy they? Kane, probably. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, that that's not going to develop by Friday, is it? We're not going to see if Harry Kane's unborn kid will play for Germany by Friday. I think that's still up in the air. They can sign him up, though, early. On the off chance. I mean, he might not be a footballer. He might do she? a Declan Rice there and just oh, yeah. jump ships. He's a, he's turned out to be quite the treacherous little fucker. He's a snake, isn't he? Really, isn't he? he did that. <laughs> yeah. Ireland fans have always said it, understandably. Yeah. And then West Ham's like, oh, I love West Ham. Oh, it's a real shame. Oh, do I still want to buy me? Oh, well, now I don't uh, know what to do. Mate, <laughs> we were in the ball, we were balls deep in a relegation battle. You were our captain and you were fucking going round for dinner with Arteta and all the rest of it. Passing messages to them. Fuck's yeah. sake, I should have listened to those island fans all along. Here's another one. Our uh, a regular uh, person of interest, Gethin Jones. Uh, oh yeah, he is dating one of the waitresses from First Dates. Do you watch First Dates? No, I've never seen it. Oh okay, uh, it's the one that I fancy the most as well. Uh, <laughs> Cece, Cece Coleman. How did Gethin? Uh, well, I suppose Gethin's got the pick of whoever he wants in the whole world, really, hasn't he? The the thing I've heard about the waiters and waitresses on First Dates—they're not actually waiters and waitresses; they're actors, and right? They play the role on first dates then they're not they don't work in that restaurant that they have oh, the okay. first dates thing in so but she's also a life coach as well according to this I mean fucking hell who isn't that's what I'm planning <laughs> to pivot to yeah. one day I'll, right. I'll pivot to life coach eventually everyone does in the end yeah logistics coach uh, but they, yeah they, her and Gethin Jones went to see that uh, 222 a ghost story uh, in oh, London's yeah. West End on Wednesday yeah. night Yes, well, so there they go. A picture of them well, together. Good Best luck to look Gethin. Yeah. So how? What you want me to say? Whether or not he'll have like actually consummated we'll, the relationship by Friday? We'll still. We'll people still be talking about it by Friday. I think is the question. Nah, no, I don't think so. I mean, Gethin Jones getting a new Doris is like not not big news, unless it's someone yeah. really unexpected. Like he started dating Sarah Ferguson, for example. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Mm. I think um, Vanessa Feltz is quite uh, aggressively on the dating scene at the minute. I haven't looked at some of her social social media. She's, she's very much single, yeah. So. She's very single at the minute, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I know that you... Oh, God, I've just actually scrolled down and come to a Vanessa Phil story on the Mirror website. I've scrolled down about three yards. So right. it's one of them, one of them front pages yeah. that never ends. Right, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So yeah. I've got about three yards down and she's there. Uh, Vanessa so? Felt says she's, quote, thin and miserable as oh. she reveals impact of heartbreak diet. Oh, no. She's lost two stone. Yeah, well, it's Chin very up, sad. Vanessa. Very sad what uh, Vanessa's relationship uh, coming to it an is. end. But she's an attractive and intelligent woman, so I doubt she'll she be is. single for long. Uh, yeah, I'm not suggesting that I uh, get you to hook us up. But, uh, no, she, she's not a widow, mate. She's just uh, she's just single. Oh yeah, I got confused because she's over sixty. He didn't die. Yeah. Um, but, I bet he's dead to her though. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, so kind of. I, kind I, of I mean, I'll, I'll ask her. I'll ask her. Put some feelers out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, and very quickly, then one local news story from uh, Sunderland. Where's it gone? I've just fucking lost it. It was here a minute ago. Oh, mate. I might not be able to do it. Where's it gone? Come on, Sunderland Echo was there. I'll just go for the front page of Sunderland Echo again. Sorry about this. I probably won't edit this bit out. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, there's a couple to choose from. Albanian man found locked inside cannabis farm. What man? Albanian. Albanian man. Locked inside yeah. cannabis farm. Hmm. No, That's I not think that happened. To Friday. me, that doesn't sound that exceptional. I mean, I've been in a cannabis farm and they lock people in them all the time because they say, yeah. you must stay there and guard it for us. They find some yeah. sort of stooge and they lock them in. And the fact yeah. that he's Albanian, I don't want to conform to stereotypes, but it doesn't surprise me. Well, there's another one you can choose from. Again, I don't know if this will still be topical by Friday. A uh, drunk Sunderland man accidentally set fire to towels at flat. Yeah, I like that a lot. I can't see how it would develop. <laughs> I almost don't want it to develop, but I definitely like it a great deal. I mean, if you want a number for it, I'll give that a nine. Yeah, solid we'll, nine. We'll do that. There's no, there's no fixed rules I've to got this feature. Hey, where are them fucking towels? Right, they're getting burnt right now. They've been asking for this for fucking weeks now. There you go, you cunts. <laughs> fucking burn them. Burn your life, fucking towels. Uh, he also represented himself in court, so that's yeah. good. Uh, all right, and that's that's this Friday episode then, I think. I don't think anything else to add, no? No, it's been great. Okay, brilliant. Enjoy your uh, weekend, everyone, and um, we'll be back soon. Thank you very much, and good. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.